We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. We got Grillo and McKeon back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Zook will be on the updates. He'll have another one coming up here in just about 27 minutes. Uh, you heard Darwin at the top of the hour. Man, free agent frenzy is underway in the NBA. LeBron, Anthony Davis, they're all talking to Kawhi. Come join us. We'll have a super team. Maybe even add D'Angelo Russell. So if you're the Lakers and you're looking to make the most unbelievable comeback in the course of a month and a half, would you rather add Kawhi or D'Angelo Russell? Now, I'm trying to figure out with Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron if the NBA is going to introduce not the big three basketball, three on three, but three basketballs being used in the same game. I don't get it. Now, you're Kawhi. You want the Hollywood treatment. He liked hanging out with Drake you saw in Vegas, right? He's on boats. He's everywhere. You have the world championship. It would be hard to duplicate what you just did in Toronto, but I think that's a lifetime you never buy anything in Canada pass. You're up there, not quite Gretzky-ish, but, you know, you're the biggest thing in basketball history, and no disrespect to Steve Nash that Canada's ever seen. But it's L.A., it's Hollywood, you're Kawhi, you want to grow your brand, And think about this. Okay, you look at, you can't play with three basketballs. So if you get this D'Angelo Russell versus Kawhi, you know, LeBron basically could become the point guard, kind of like Magic Johnson-ish with the Lakers. And according to reports, what Kawhi requested to meet with Jeannie Buss and Magic Johnson, but no GM Rob Palenka, hello, That is an air raid siren that agents and players don't like you. But think about this. You get LeBron playing the point. You get Anthony Davis down low and Kawhi out on a wing. Good luck. The one thing that I I wonder, and I know LeBron's going to do the full court press on Kawhi. When you have a guy named the King, you will be Prince Davis and Prince Kawhi. You will not be the man. Now, as LeBron's getting older, kind of like Magic did, right? Will he be able to check the ego, run the point almost at the top of the key, and understand that he's going to get a double team and Kawhi or Anthony AD are going to the rack unguarded? The Lakers were dead in the water before they traded for Anthony Davis, and now we're talking about the possibility of Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis playing together. I don't like the D'Angelo Russell thing, and I watched him with the Nets, and he shoots when he wants to. He wants the rock. I don't think he's disciplined or mature enough to help lead the Lakers to the next level. Kawhi just won a championship. LeBron's won a championship. Multiple championships if you include his stay with the Big Three in Miami. And by the way, when you look at the Big Three in Miami with Bosch, Wade, and LeBron, and you start to think about Kawhi, AD, and LeBron, 
Does that not sound like the super trio and the big three in Miami seem to be like, oh, you know what? Bosh, eh. D-Wade, yeah, Prime was the man and still got it done during his swan song tour. So I don't know. Uh, if you're the Lakers and you end up with Kawhi, LeBron, and AD, will they get along? Because, and, I, and Kawhi showed everybody he is a team player. He did. No matter what the media tries to spin, no matter when you're like, well, why would he walk away from Coach Popovich in such a great situation in San Antonio? And then we're all experts, including me. And now you're looking at Kemba Walker to the Celtics reportedly, and reportedly Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn. And then there's talk out there that Kevin Durant, who still has the fallback plan of the max deal while recovering from the torn Achilles, he will he will become the, the highest paid guy who won't play in sports history for next year. The highest paid guy who won't play. That somebody's going to give him a deal based on him coming back from the Achilles. So if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, you're Toronto, who do you replace him with to try and go back to back? You're Boston, and you get Kemba Walker. I think that is a monster pickup, but I already have Boston right there with Milwaukee you know, top four in the Eastern Conference, even without Kemba. You're the Bucks. How are you improving in terms of star power and money players and crunch time to not blow a shot like you did against Toronto this year? I get the G-man. I, I, I get all that. Brogdon, Middleton, I, that, all right, that's their big three. And hello, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. That has even a bigger feel than Michael and Scotty. And they're going to play with three basketballs. I, I am now confirming at hugesportstools.com that if Kawhi Leonard, if he joins the Lakers, the NBA will introduce three basketballs simultaneously in every game. So we're going to play the game tonight. We have a couple of different roads we're traveling down where will the big names end up in this free agent frenzy? It looks like Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. He'll have no sleep till Brooklyn. He's playing the Beastie Boys uh, tonight. Kemba, that deal looks done to Boston. And I, and I, you know, Jimmy Butler. I is it amazing now when you talk about Jimmy Butler? You're like, eh. Mm, where, where's Kawhi going? Where's Durant going? Clay Thompson looks like he's going to stay in Golden State. Or now in San Francisco, not Oakland, in their new arena. Lakers have even reached out, according to CBSSports.com, to Patrick Beverly and Seth Curry. They're looking for a fallback plan. I don't like D'Angelo Russell with that group. I don't. I do not like that. So where will the big names end up? You play the huge... Free agent frenzy. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter. And you can play that game all night long. We'll also look at the US women with a historic 
win yesterday over France in the Women's World Cup across the Atlantic. They'll now take on England on Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern time, I think 9 o'clock France time. And if they win that game, they'll go to the World Cup final on July 7th. It feels like it could be January 7th uh, with how they spread it out against the winner of Sweden and the Netherlands. Uh, John Conlon uh, is our soccer insider here on the Saturday Night Huge Show, uh, also a guy who knows the NBA. Uh, John, uh, your thoughts on the U.S. women taking on England on Tuesday, and how are you feeling about the women uh, winning another World Cup? Well, this is what I predicted as the final uh, a month ago was England and the U.S., and they're meeting in the semis. Uh, I feel very confident in the U.S. I feel like they got through a major hurdle against France, having to beat the home country on French soil in front of a you know tough crowd. I think that the U.S. will win this game, but I think it is going to be a game that you see go into extra time, overtime, shootout. It's going to be very, very tight. It's going to be a game of inches. And then on the other side, Netherlands, they've looked very strong, knocking off Italy 2-zip. Uh, Sweden looks like a solid uh, club. Who gets to the final on the other side on July 7th? Uh, no, I, I think the Netherlands, they're the European champions. I feel like the way they play with the pressure they put teams under, they're going to wear Sweden down. Uh, Sweden played very well against Germany today. I, I, I was very surprised by that result, to be honest with you, but I – I would put my money on the Netherlands and the U.S. as the final. John Conlon, our soccer insider uh, in studio, will also do our annual Summer State of Soccer in America. Sounds good. And we'll talk about why the U.S. men are not a world power when it comes to World Cup and international play, but the U.S. women are. Uh, We'll talk about soccer and the interest in America. We'll take your feedback along with the free agent frenzy uh, in the NBA, and again, if you want to join us, one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at GEICO.com. Grillo and McKeon are back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Darwin Zook will have another update here in about 10 minutes. John Conlon, our soccer insider, joining us in studio. We're also looking ahead to the start of NBA free agency, even though all the stories are leaking about Kemba to the Celtics, Kyrie uh, to the Nets, and now will Kawhi Leonard. We'll start with the free agent frenzy game. Where will Kawhi Leonard play next season? one 855 cbs That's one 855 Two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Also, State of Soccer in America and also to the north for our friends listening across Canada. Where does the sport rank on your viewing and interest list? So that's for our Canadian listeners and for our American listeners. 
Where does the sport of soccer? So it could be the Women's World Cup. It could be watching the men in the Gold Cup. It could be watching MLS. It could be watching college soccer, your local club teams. Where does the sport rank on your list of interest? So join in one 212 for cbs John, uh, the Women's World Cup uh, headlines, you know, they have multi-million followers on the social networks. Uh, the street talk is there. Uh, they've done an amazing job since 1999 of building their brand in America and worldwide. It's blowing up, and and honestly, I think this World Cup is probably so far the best I've seen in terms of depth of world-class teams. Like other World Cups, you had four or five great uh, international teams. This one, there were arguably 10 to 12, and, and that's a result of the 99 team. And people watching the game in, in 99 um, in the Rose Bowl and how well that was broadcast and how they handled themselves afterwards. So now you see it throughout the world that all the European countries are now trying to catch up with the U.S. It, it's great for the women's game. From a year ago, every year you join me uh, when we're talking about the Men's World Cup. Uh, we're talking about the Women's World Cup. We update soccer, the state of soccer in North America. Uh, from a year ago, has the sport grown, do you think, in fan interest? Fan interest, definitely. I mean, I, I said this a couple of years ago. If you were to uh, go through an elementary school in your local district, you'd probably see more Ronaldo and Messi and maybe even Alex Morgan jerseys than you would see baseball or football jerseys. I mean, kids are watching the game. Are their parents watching it? Maybe not as much, but I do think the soccer parents out there who have kids playing are starting to become fans as well and pick teams they support. Let's go out to the audience. Adam in Toronto, Canada, listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Yeah, hi. Thank you for taking my call. So two points now that you've brought up two scores. So first about Kawhi Leonard, where is he going to play? What has shocked me is that no one's asked the most important person, Mrs. Leonard. Because in most families, I know that the wife has the number one uh, influence in where people are want to live. And I think uh, I'm always shocked that no one ever talks to her. And if she liked Toronto, maybe they'll stay here. If not, they're going to L.A. Well, what do you and, think? Uh, what do you think, Adam? Before we get to your comments yeah. on soccer, do you think Kawhi will stay with the Raptors? I, I think he should, but I'm not making the decision for Kawhi. The reason that they wouldn't is, um, my belief, is because this is a city where hockey is number one, two, and three, as much as everything went well. Hello? Yeah, I'm right here, buddy. We're oh, listening. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so it, the problem is is that, I mean, you wouldn't believe it, but the number one story in Toronto right now is whether Mitch Marner is going to sign. Um, It's just a very strange uh, uh, way this city is. It's um, um, It just, you know, it may be the only place in the world. A team that hasn't won anything in 52 years still gets more coverage than than the soccer. Uh, And that was the shocking part for a lot of the uh, reporters here who who were that there was this huge basketball undertone to the city that they never knew was there. It was just really strange. What about soccer? What what about MLS in Toronto? Uh, How does that fare with the Toronto, Ontario fans? Yeah, I mean, I'm old, and if somebody had told me 20 years ago that they would be filling the BMO field every game, I would have 
said, you're crazy. And there is a huge following. And as your guest was saying, every kid, see, because there's no football played here anymore. Um, high schools don't play football here anymore. Um, it's all soccer. And so it's a huge thing. The, the Canadian Football League is dying because there's no kids. It's just, uh, it's all soccer, and it's really popular. And the Canadian women's team uh, had a huge following. And unfortunately, or for, I mean, it's fortunate for the game, but unfortunately for Canada, they're now, I would say, on the second tier, especially with Christy Sinclair retiring after this game. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for the great call to start the show from Toronto and AM590 as a Canadian sports leader uh, when it comes to interaction uh, with their fans. John, I know you've been to Toronto and you've watched uh, MLS games uh, there. Uh, how would you describe the vibe in Canada when it comes to soccer? Well, I have quite a few uh, friends and family in the Toronto area in Ontario, and we were there last summer and went and saw a Toronto game, and fantastic. It was the best atmosphere for a soccer game I've been to, to be honest with you. Um, Canadian fans are very passionate. And uh, my friends during this NBA final were very passionate as well about the Toronto Raptors. I know they were at Game 5, some of my friends, and given given the business to uh, the Golden State fans and players. But, you know, in terms of soccer, uh, Canada on the men's side has, has really struggled, but they have great fan support. On the women's side, they've been very successful, but now it's kind of a changing of the guard. They're, they're an older team that is starting to infuse younger players. Well, what is it about the U.S. and Canada where the women can be national teams and have national followings, but the U.S. men's soccer teams and the Canadian uh, men's soccer teams uh, have trouble uh, becoming a national power or getting getting consistent fan interest in both countries? Well, it comes back to our pro leagues again. Um, on the women's side, we've obviously invested a lot of money in, into the women um, in our national teams and our youth programs as well as Canada has as well but on the men's side in order for us to compete in a world cup we need to have a pro league that is uh financially viable and can house uh players from the age of 14 to 18 and train them in a professional environment well, like they do in Europe right exactly we need to imitate the european model and we're just not there yet financially but i do think uh canada and the us has the passion and the desire to get there it's just a slow process Let's go to no- Noel uh, in Toronto, or Noel, uh, listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Healed show. Um, I have uh, to respectfully disagree with my friend there from uh, my fellow Torontonians. Um, it's about demographics. They keep saying that Toronto is a hockey town only, like mainly, number one, two, and three, I believe he said. It's changing because of the demographics. I used to look up at the streets from the uh, Scotiabank Arena where the Raptors playing, and I can tell who's playing at the Scotiabank Arena just by looking at the crowd outside. The, the um, Maple Leafs crowd tends to be older, male, um, Caucasian. They remember the last time the, <laughs> the Leafs won the Cup, which was like, what, 1967? But when you walk and you see a Raptors game, it tends to be more multi-ethnic, younger, uh, more women, and that's why that's why um, for, that basketball is slowly overtaking hockey as the most popular uh, game. Um, wow! Game in town. Oh, hold on, hold on. And 
Noel, thank you. In Toronto, did he just say that basketball is ready to take over hockey uh, in Canada? That's well, crazy. Man. No way. No, that's, what I'm, <laughs> that's a pretty bold statement, I, I'm Noel. sorry. I, I completely disagree. Yeah, that, that is a, that, that's a bold statement. Uh, let's go to Thomas in Louisville, Kentucky. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, Hughes? How you doing, Thomas? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, well, since you brought up soccer, I'll just make a couple points. My first one is about Kawhi. Um, I, I honestly believe he'll be back in Toronto. I think maybe I think he'll sign probably a, you know, a one-year deal with them just to say, you know, one more season. I don't. I mean, I don't really see him leaving Toronto after you know winning the championship and you know the way the city of Toronto up there, you know, loves him and how they've embraced him and, you know, all that. So, but I think he'll stay with Toronto ultimately. But I do think that, you know, the Lakers ultimately, I think they need him to sign to win the championship next year. I still don't think, you know, like a lot of analysts out there, I don't think LeBron and AD, just them is enough to, to win the championship. There's too many teams that have, you know, put talent around them, especially like, you know, Utah went and got Mike Conley and, you know, a couple other teams did some good things and signed some good players. So I think the competition all the way around is going to be too much. And then the second point, you know, I think as far as soccer, um, I know they, uh, here in Louisville, we do we do not have a uh, any pro teams in Louisville per se. I mean, we have like the bats and baseball, you know, as a Cincinnati's uh, AAA affiliate and then uh, we have the uh, back-to-back USL soccer champions with, you know, Louisville City FC. So uh, little act- soccer's actually blown up here in Louisville uh, since they, you know, came on the scene and joined USL. And I, I'm really hoping that, you know, we end up being one of the, you know, cities that M- MLS pulls in, you know, to take in to be major league. So, uh, but I as far as viewership with soccer in Louisville, a lot of people love soccer in Louisville. I mean, we sell out a lot of the games, you know, at Slugger Field. Um, and uh, it's gotten, like I said, it's got a very good viewership here. We actually have our own uh, station that uh, shows the uh, Louisville soccer games. And uh, like I said, they've won back-to-back USL championships. So, uh, I mean, that would be my comments. But as far as soccer, I love you know, I played it all my life, and um, it, it's really blown up in Louisville. So, for me, it's uh, one of the top two or three sports that I watch besides basketball and baseball. But uh, that, those are basically my comments, and uh, you all can chime in, and I love listening to what you all have to say. Yeah, thank you, Thomas, in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, John, in our next segment, we'll get to it. Because I, I find that when we not debate but talk about soccer that – in the course of the first 31 minutes of this broadcast, give or take, with Darwin's update at the top of the hour, that people in Toronto and Louisville can comment on the NBA, can comment on Kawhi Leonard, who's the biggest name in the NBA right now, biggest free agent, but at the same time, drop a comment about soccer, that it's in the conversation. And I think that is more than half the battle, John. And and, and hold your thoughts on that. We'll get to it after the update. But I find that it's it's right in the middle of a conversation with sports fans in North America. So what's missing? Why, why, why can't those 
uh, MLS franchises take off? Why aren't people wearing those jerseys? Why aren't they going crazy? You hear the loyalty to a USL club in Louisville. So we'll talk about that. More on where you think Kawhi Leonard will play for our listeners in Toronto, across North America, free agent frenzy Saturday. Join us live, one 855 212 cbs That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. We are back live across North America on the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine. You can join in. Where's Kawhi Leonard going to play next year? Uh, LeBron, you know, there are reports that LeBron, it, the Lakers are a major player for him. D'Angelo Russell, now the Lakers become the most coveted team for the free agents. Is Kawhi just wanting attention and going to stay in Toronto? Then the talk of Durant and Kawhi may team up, and it could be the Clippers in the same building as the Lakers, and you get the Battle Royale at the Staples Center. Or, you know, Durant and then Kawhi to the Knicks. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, Hello? Uh, Kawhi wants to go to one of the worst teams in the league. Now, Lakers were in that conversation, but now they have Anthony Davis. So our free agent frenzy throughout the broadcast, where will Kawhi Leonard play next year? Answer that question at 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Tweets are rolling in from all across North America. So join in on the conversation and the state of soccer show that we do each and every time we talk World Cup. We talk U.S. women, U.S. men. Uh, John Conlon, our soccer insider, he's the head soccer coach at East Kentwood High School. He also is my soccer insider on my statewide show in Michigan. He's in studio. So you heard uh, all the first 20 minutes in our conversation and the Callers and the tweets you read that soccer's in this conversation now. Guy from Louisville, guy from Toronto. It's North America. Soccer, they're hoping they get an MLS franchise. They're talking about, I never thought the day would come where MLS would pack uh, the stands in Toronto. Uh, You're getting this culture change. We've talked about this, John, for four years, uh, each and every summer on the Saturday Night Huge Show. So when are the men, you know, Canadian women are popular in Canada in terms of their soccer and the national team, the U.S. women are in the semifinals on Tuesday against England. So we're still, I get we're waiting on the academies, but I still don't know for all the resources in America and Canada when it comes to sports, how men's soccer can be that far behind the women. Well, forever, it's not been our passion I mean, I think that's a big piece of it. We're good at every other sport, so it wasn't important, uh, you know, to the American fans to also support a sport that we weren't dominant in. But now you've got a generation of kids and and adults that have played the game and have supported the game and have watched the game who are now taking it to that next level. I mean, my sons were in the backyard after games today playing and wearing jerseys of 
you know, international players, and, and you wouldn't have seen that 20 years ago. So if you were put in charge of the U.S. Soccer Federation right now, Johnny, what could be done quickly to build up the strength of U.S. men's national soccer teams? We would have to have fully funded academies in all the major cities in in the U.S. Free, and the, this would be free. the country club parents pay, and these would be free, open to kids of all income levels. Top 100 kids in, in that state or that area get to go there for free, are, are boarded there, train six days a week, train in a professional environment, uh, get trained by first-team coaches, and that's a constant revolving door, too. If you don't perform, you get sent back to your local club, and that's what we need. I mean, for us to attract the inner-city kids, for us to attract the kids that can't afford club soccer, and for us to you know find all those talented individuals that are throughout our country, we need to have free, fully-funded academies in our major cities. To hear the conversation uh, with Kawhi Leonard and the NBA free agent market, which may be the best that we've ever seen, uh, that soccer, that somebody will talk Kawhi or Lakers or LeBron, and then they'll talk soccer in the same breath, I think says something on how far the sport has come in Canada and the U.S. Yeah, the biggest difference, though, is you know LeBron can jump at 18 years old to the NBA and sign a huge contract, right? An 18-year-old American soccer player doesn't necessarily have that same situation. They can jump to the MLS, but they're not going to make millions of dollars like an NBA player would. So until our league is financially soluble and until we have huge fan, fan support in all the major cities for our MLS teams, uh, it's not going to be on par with the NBA or NFL. Let's get back out to the audience. I appreciate your patience on this Saturday night. Mac in Baltimore, Maryland, you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Huge? How you doing, Mac? All right. Let me hit the soccer real quick, and then I'll go to Kawhi. Soccer in this area, Baltimore has an a, a indoor soccer league, which is so-so, I mean, far as fan interest at best and far as news coverage. But right down the road, D.C. United is huge. So it's it's a big audience for soccer in this area. So, But personally, I'd rather look at Stone Cold Steve Austin reruns. But that's not me. But down in D.C., it's huge. Here in Baltimore, it's, it's so-so at best. But going to Kawhi, why would Kawhi want to he, – he's definitely not going to Los Angeles. Since uh, Kyrie is going to Brooklyn, the Lakers need a guard. They need a point guard. They, they, they have Davis, LeBron, and a bunch of forwards. And why should Kawhi want to go to L.A.? LeBron has been to nine finals, lost six of them. And Kawhi has been to three, one, two, and not – for Ray Allen's miracle shot, Kawhi would have three rings. Kawhi just want to play ball and go home. He is the basketball equivalent of Mike Trout. Both of them should be bigger stars than what they are, but they just play the game the right way and go home. So you can forget uh, Kawhi going to the Lakers. By Kyrie going to uh, Brooklyn, that that sealed that because the Lakers definitely need a guard. But Kawhi wants to just play and go home just like Mike Trout. Well said, Meg. Thank you for the great call in Baltimore, Maryland. 
Let's go to James in Foxborough, Massachusetts, listening on the Sports Hub out of Boston. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Hey, James. Um, I just want to say that soccer is probably my number one A sport to watch. Um, I literally just actually left the Revolution match and had the time of my life because I've had season tickets to them in 12 years. And with the sport, how the sport's growing, it's amazing because I remember D.C. United versus San Jose Clash in 1996 and thinking if our league lasts five years, that's a huge plus for the sport. And here we are 24 years later. Not only is the league surviving, but it is growing. And it's a great thing to see that the sport is finally getting traction in the United States. Thank you, James, from Fox Row, Massachusetts. One note on MLS, John Conlon, our soccer insider, joining us on this Saturday night. Is it time for the MLS to sell the franchises and you have individual ownership instead of having league ownership, which would create owners who would make more of a financial commitment to growing those individual franchises? Is that a better path for quicker growth? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's the way it's set up in Europe. Uh, I think for the MLS to grow, though, they need primetime television is the key. Uh, you know, right now the contracts are all over the place. Um, Sunday morning you turn on soccer, it's usually the premiership. We're watching English soccer or watching the Bundesliga. It's not the MLS because it's hard to find. So I think if you really want to grow the MLS, we need, you know, a prime time, just like Monday night football, we need like Thursday night soccer or Friday night MLS soccer, something that's going to grab people and will grab the attention of the young viewers. Saturday night soccer has a good sound to it. I love it. Right? I love it. And there would be a primetime game. Kids would know they'd sit down and you're going to get the best in America. I love right? it. Yeah, and I know my sons would watch it. And then eventually that trickles down to the next generation. And we have to have something. Like right now, you know, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of the MLS. But I have a hard time finding when games are, where they are, what time they're going to be on. Like it's it's just not well put together. The fan experience is well put together at MLS stadiums. No question. No question. The translation from... TV to the casual sports slash soccer fans hasn't gone as well with the MLS expansion. Well, the other other battle you have is just like any sports team, we're, we're loyal to the Detroit Lions because it's the Michigan team, right? But we don't have an MLS team in the state of Michigan. So until we get teams in every major city, um, you're going to be missing pockets of people that want to watch the game and support a team. Let's go to David in Cleveland. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Bill. Thanks. Um, just two two quick comments on the Kawhi and the and the basketball thing in Canada. I was the commissioner of a pro league in Canada called the NBL Canada, which is about like U.S. soccer, soccer with the USL, or just below the G League. Uh, a couple years ago, our champion beat the G League champion, so it's a similar level that. The, the top franchise there outdraws any G League team in the country, uh, the London Lightning. They're, they are the number one sport in basketball. Uh, for participation in Canada is basketball. Number two is soccer. There's more NBA players from Canada in, 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 in from Canada than any other country in the world. So people don't realize how big basketball is growing in that country. As for Kawhi, systems make players. He was a great player in, in San Antonio, but he was – the fourth option in there, and he did well. This year, he got to be the option in Toronto. Why would you walk away from being the option in Toronto where you bring the ball up and, and, and give it to LeBron and make certain that it's going into AD so that 
Now, now you're back to being the role player that you walked away from. Now you have a chance to no longer be the very best player in the league. And we're talking, as you said, he's the best player in the world right now. Part of that is the system that Nick Nurse is running and that team supports him. So I think it'd be a silly move for him to leave because it's showcasing all of his skills from bringing it up to individual work to, to his defense and everything else that he does that makes him so special. And well said, David. Uh, thank you for the call listening on 92.3 FM in Cleveland, Ohio. I have to say something to the audience. And uh, I've done the show over, I think actually it's now into its fifth year or into its fourth year on CBS Sports Radio. The callers this hour from Baltimore and Cleveland and Foxborough and Toronto and your comments about Kawhi, about NBA free agency, mixing in your thoughts on soccer, and nobody's ripping anybody. We're having some really good dialogue with John Conlon, our soccer insider in studio, and it's why I love doing what I do. Yeah, I get when things are heated and we're going back and forth, uh, but to me on a Saturday night, wrapping up hour number one of four, to have adult conversations, productive and insightful from you, the audience, and great stuff from John Conlon and you know my huge opinions are always spot on. I've never been wrong, ever. It's, it's why we do it. And I got Grillo and McKeon and Darwin Zook will have another update in just a few moments. Uh, but keep the comments and the huge opinions coming at 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook.